Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike, and it's an honor to welcome you this morning online. I hope wherever you're at, whether you're here locally like Buddy and Marsha Inlow or you're my good buddy Tim Bolton down in West Palm Beach, no matter where you're watching from this morning, I pray that it's exactly what you needed. Well, this is a series that really is a, um, a punt really for us. We were going into a brand new series for May called Honor. Not going to tell you too much because you'll probably hear it next May. But it was going to be a really good series and we got into all the stuff we were going through and we're like, we know we got to do something else. And every Monday our staff gathers on Zoom. So we all gather. It's fun and people pick on each other in the chats and probably make fun of me and on some private chat. But we're all on the screens together talking and I bring on different speakers every week for our staff. And a few weeks ago, we had one of our very good friends, Russ Butcher. Russ served on staff here with us at Northstar for a long time. And Russ talked about our souls. And I'm telling you, as soon as that, soon as that was over, we went, that's what we need to talk about. You know, the psalmist talked about it. Remember in Psalm 23? When he said, he takes me beside the quiet waters, the good shepherd, and he restores my soul. He also said in the Psalms, why so downcast, oh my soul? Jesus referred to soul, didn't he? When he said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his own soul? So what does that mean? So you got your notes out this morning. Beside your notes, I got a little extra for you today. There, there's a great Christian writer, thinker. He passed on here just a few years ago, Dallas Willard. And Dallas talks about the difference between all these different portions. We're born with this will, and those are where those intentions for us are sort of formed. Uh, if you, if some of you are... Um, you are staying at home with a strong-willed child, right? I mean, that's a will that they, you see it at two. They don't get it at 20. You see it at two. It's, it's born within them, this, this will. Those are those intentions. What's where they all come from? And then there's our mind. Our mind is where we formulate and we think and we, uh, we put into place things. We have our will we have our mind, and then we have our body. Our body is, is that place that we act out of. It's like our, Dallas uh, Willard referred to it as, it's like your own little kingdom. That's where your lust, your habits, your desires are, are within your body. See, here's where we get in trouble in our society. We treat these things without understanding our soul that's on that outer circle, our soul is the place that all these things, when they're right with God, they're in alignment. Have you ever felt like something was just wrong with your soul? Like there was a missing piece? Something wasn't there. I don't know how many times Ann and I have gone on vacation and I'll, I'll write whoever we stayed at their place. You know, everybody leaves the little books and, and you write and I'll say, that was good for my soul. I felt good. You, you hear it, the word soul when a flight goes down, right? They said there were 200 souls aboard. That's the whole person. This is like the operating system of your life. We're gonna talk over these next few weeks on how to take care of your soul, how to take care of this part of you. You don't even know it's bad, 
But when it's not in alignment, everything else is off. So we turn to one of the great books of the New Testament, the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians was written by a guy named Paul. You may not know a lot about Paul. We will read Philippians 4 here in a second. And I'm telling you, you're going to think, oh, Paul was on one of your vacations. He's, he's sipping a Diet Coke on a nice 80-degree afternoon in Jamaica, right? I mean, it's a perfect day in Paul's life. And the reality was, Paul's probably around 60 at this point. He spent 30 years as a believer. But during that time as a believer, he's been beaten. He's been shipwrecked. He's been whipped with lashes within inches of his life. He has spent much of his time in prison. At the point we read what we're reading today, Paul's eyes have gotten very dim. We know that most scholars think that his eyes were, were his thorn in the flesh. And Paul is chained to a Roman guard and he's under sentence and he's waiting to be tried under Nero. Many of you may know Nero from history. And he writes these words today about joy. See, in Paul's soul, he felt joy. It's what you and I need to feel. Ready? Philippians chapter 4. Would you read with me? Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. See, Paul's writing to one of these early churches. He's trying to encourage them from a prison cell. And he's listening. He, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon, or many of your translations may read, the Lord is near. Then he tells us this, don't worry about anything. You find that in your life right now where you're worried about a lot of things? Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. Then you'll be able to experience God's peace. We're going to be talking about that in the coming weeks, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of your praise. Let your mind think about these things. Keep putting them into practice, all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. How will I... Praise the Lord that you're concerned with me again. I know that you've been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. How in the world do you write things like that? I mean, this should be on his best day, not on his worst day. Paul found the secret of keeping his soul in alignment, no matter the circumstances, and finding joy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Would you pray with me right where you are? Would you? Would you pray that God would help you care for your soul? Would you tell him today, would you, would you just say, God, show me? Show me, I want to know, show me. God, speak to us, teach us, walk with us. That we would leave 
our time this morning, these few minutes that we have together, and we would be better for it. And Father, that is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So how does a guy in prison, under sentence from Nero, write about joy? See, it didn't matter where Paul was because he found something that was unchanging deep down in his soul. How did he keep it? Principle number one, right there in your outline, maybe you've got it in your notes, you're, you're taking it on your phone or on the outline there on the computer screen right now, or you're just handwriting, you're a handwriter, and you're handwriting them down. Principle number one, when life tries to rob your joy, remember these things, reconnect with Jesus. You know, one of the ways that Paul was able, no matter the place that he found himself, to keep things in alignment is because he reconnected with Jesus. Now, here's the word that's not a blank, but I want you to write it out beside. I want you to write the word daily. Reconnect with Jesus daily. Why? Because everything in your life, your will, your mind, your body, they will betray you, right? Two, first two words, all our kids learn, right? No, no, and mine. Why? Because sin nature affects that will. So we have sin working against us from the inside, coming in from the outside, affecting our minds and our bodies. We've got to reconnect with Jesus daily. Mike, that sounds too simple. Yeah, and it isn't the complicated things that get us. It's the simple things that get us. It's not the things that are too big or they're way past us. It's the simple things. You know, we get busy. We get occupied. We get distracted. And we would even think while we are sheltering in place, we wouldn't. No, we've just got new busyness, right? Now you're a parent and a teacher. You are a parent, teacher, and you're working a full-time job. So it's a new busyness. It's not, it's not old busyness where we're running to ball games and dance recitals and gymnastics and blah, 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 all the other Braves games and all the other things that we're typically doing during this time. But it's a new busyness. We're on Zoom all day. We're, we are on, uh, we're on features that we just can't even uh, imagine that we're doing all day. Listen, reconnect with Jesus. Day, listen to the way Paul said it. Always be full of joy in the Lord. Why in the Lord? Because he's unchanging. He's unchanging. Circumstances change. Life changes. He doesn't. We got to reconnect with him daily. Well, Mike, I don't even know where to start. Well, We've got a resource for you called Digging Deeper. It's right there on your app. You can subscribe. You can go to the website, northstarchurch.org, and go to Digging Deeper. You can subscribe on there. What is it? It is a, it is a devotion written off each week's sermon. Why do we do that? To help you reconnect with Jesus daily. I need it, and you need it, because here's what I know about my life. The minute I walk out of here this morning, on Sunday morning, my life will drift. I will get distracted. I'll hear the news. The news is good. The news is bad, and it drives my emotions. Listen, happiness isn't based on right circumstances in the world. Joy is based on a right relationship with Jesus. Happiness is based on 
Are we flattening the curve? Did I get a raise? Did I keep my job? All the good news things, right? Joy, though, is based on a right relationship with Jesus, and we keep it right daily. We don't keep the relationship. The relationship's always going to be there, but we wander. We wander off. Reconnect with Jesus daily. You know what I've found in this life, the older I've gotten? And I didn't know if you know this, but I'm getting older. Uh, I know you can't tell, but the longer my hair gets, the more the gray is coming out, all right? You're going to know I'm getting older. You know what I've learned as I get older from the, the stallions of the faith? I mean, the studs of the faith. They're not any smarter than anybody else. You know what they do? They walk towards Jesus every day. That's what Paul did. Paul walked towards Jesus every day. He couldn't do it physically. He couldn't walk. So he was chained. But mentally and in his heart, he reconnected with Jesus every day. Point number two, refocus on others. Refocus on others. See, here's what we know about our, ourselves. We, you, in, in these three categories will, mind, and body, you could write the word selfish. All the desires naturally of my will, mind, and body are all selfish desires. And my eyes are on the most important person in the world, me. That's where my eyes are. They're on me. Paul, look at what Paul said. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all that you do, meaning your eyes are outward, not inward. We reconnect with Jesus daily, and we refocus on others. One of the best things we can do during tough times to get our eyes off ourselves is to get our eyes on others. How do we do that? We serve Mike, how do I serve? Listen, I know Must is collecting food. We've got options on our website of ways that you can get involved. We've got teams making masks. We've got teams going out doing things. Why do we do that? Because it reminds us life's not about us. Life's not about us. Life's about something so much bigger than us. Think about what Paul could have said. Paul could have written a woe is me book, right? Guys, I'm falsely imprisoned. I, I, I'm here because of you, because I was standing up for you. He didn't. He wrote about how to help them. Listen to what he said. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all that you do. It's impossible to be full of yourself and full of joy all at the same time. Can I challenge you with something in your home? Forgive quickly. You know, it's funny. I do a call with some local leaders and had police chiefs on the other day, and one of the crime is down in our communities, which is interesting. You know what's up? Domestic violence. Because people are getting on each other's last nerve, and they don't have anywhere to go. They're not getting out of the house. Kids are on our nerves. Our spouse or our roommates are on our nerves. Forgive quickly. Give other people the benefit of the doubt like you want the benefit of the doubt, right? See, here's what we know. Even on a good day, these things will betray me. 
See, the word integrity, right, is integer. It literally means when all of these things are in alignment, it works. But when one of them gets out of alignment, it doesn't work. See, one of the reasons we don't have joy is our soul is disturbed. Now, think about, think about your car. Think about the engine of your car. Now, I'm not a, y'all, y'all know me. If you're, if you're a regular here at North Star, you know that I have very limited skills, okay? One of the skills I do not possess is building things around my house, which Ann does, and I hold up for her, all right? I just hold them, and it's a really great bonding time, all right? So I hold things, and Ann uses, it's very emasculating, but hey, that's the way it works around our house, and I dust and clean that's the way we roll, all right? And so, but the other thing I'm not good at is working on cars. So the other week, Casey runs out. He lives by himself with some roommates, and he, call, he called Ann and said, hey, my, I can't, my car, my Jeep won't crank. I drove over to pick up food, and my, my Jeep's dead. So I throw some jumper cables in my truck. I got a big truck. I figure I can jump him off. We connect it. I think we got it connected right. Crank, crank, nothing. I mean, it's not even, he's not even turning over. And then his horn starts going off and, or his engine started making this crazy noise. And I called a buddy of mine at uh, Carl Black and he goes, man, his, he's got a completely dead battery. You got to go get a new battery and install it. So while all this is going on, Casey and I have the car manual, the Jeep manual out. And it was like two atheists trying to read the Bible. And we're looking at it going, I have no idea what any of this means. All I know is he's got a bright, shiny, beautiful Jeep fresh from the car wash that won't drive. Do you know why? Because something down under the hood was off. Some of us have bright, shiny lives on the outside. But down on the inside, in the engine room of our lives, the battery's dead. Things aren't working. The starter's out. We called a place. They brought over a new battery. We had no tools with us. And even if we would have, that would not have gone well. And so they bring over, they put it in a new battery. And guess what? Boom, it cranks right up because they fixed what was wrong. Sometimes in our lives, we're trying to fix one of these things. And really, this is what we got to fix. We've got to take care of our soul. Point number three today on how to find joy deep down in our soul so we can throw our anchors in. Remember Jesus' promises. Remember his promises. Remember, remember what Paul wrote in that passage? He said, remember the Lord is coming very soon. Or, or some translations read, the Lord is near. You know, when I, when I read a passage, I like to try to take myself back to what was going on. I think about Paul. Nothing looked good. Nothing looked right. Everything seemed to be going wrong. His eyes were failing him. His body was weak, not only from age, 
from what he had been through. And I could see those Roman guards looking at him like, what keeps you ticking? How do you keep hope? And I can see old Paul before his head would lay down on that old hard surface every night. He'd remember the promises that Jesus made. And he'd remember he always keeps his promises. Maybe today your engine light's going off. Maybe today you go, Mike, I just never feel settled in my soul. You know, I think about Paul when he wrote that passage and he said, the Lord is coming soon. And some of your versions, as we said earlier, say the Lord is near. Which one is it, Mike? What did he mean? Well, the really smart people, the scholars, they're divided on that. But I think Paul would have gone, yeah, he is near. You remember what Jesus said for today's like today? Listen, listen. I will never, never, no, not ever leave you or forsake you. I'm not leaving you by yourself. I got you. I got you. And Jesus also said, I'm coming again one day to take you home to be with me. Paul would have gone, yeah, he is with me, and I want you to know he's coming soon. I get asked this a lot. Mike, you ever get, as the psalmist said, downcast in your soul? Yeah. Do you ever tell people you have hope when you probably don't? Yeah, probably. there's something dug deep in my life that I go back to quickly that says, you know what? In spite of it, I'm going to keep walking towards Jesus. I'm never going to be the smartest. You Listen, you can go right down the street and find guys 10 times smarter than me. Won't be the smartest, won't be the brightest, won't be the shiniest. I just want to walk to Jesus every day. And if I'll do that, if I'll lock eyes on my Savior every day and walk towards Him, I can find joy from my soul. Would you pray with me? Right where you are, would you? Father, I think that that the words of David in the Psalms this morning are so true. Why so downcast, O my soul? When the psalmist said, put your hope in God, not your circumstances. Father, for the people that I lead, for our family, both here locally and globally, literally all over the world, people that tune in and call North Star home. God, I pray that you would walk them beside the quiet waters.
and restore their souls. May others look at them and go, I want the joy they have. And God, we know it's not something that happens one day. It's something that happens every day. God, renew us, refresh us, and leave us a little bit better than you found us each and every week. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.